Welcome to the MTB Tribe Podcast, your trail map for the world of mountain biking. And now, I'll introducing your host, Gareth Beckett. Howdy, mountain bikers. Thanks for being here, and welcome to episode 183 of the MTB Tribe Podcast. I'm here as always to help you find out more about mountain biking, how to get out in the trails, keep you stoked and hopefully learn a little more about mountain biking and the people involved. So thanks so much for tuning in this week and thanks for listening to the podcast. Now in this week we are welcoming back a guest from a previous episode which was downloaded tons. It was a very, very popular episode for a long time after we recorded it and it's great to get Hannah back on the podcast. Now, Hannah Harvey has been re-signed to the Chain Reactions Belfast race team and um, it's her third period with Chain Reaction Cycles Belfast and we chat to Hannah about that. She was super stoked to get the phone call. She was a little bit surprised almost to get the phone call. So we're doing a four-part series. This is part three. Um, so I would advise you go back and listen to the other two parts. They're the two new sign-ins to the team. And we're chatting to Hannah this week and then we have part four next week with Beefy Mullen and um, I really enjoyed that. It was awesome. But it was brilliant to get Hannah back on the show and chat to her about what's been going on over the last couple of years, really. Um, It's been crazy. It's been that kind of length of time. But since then, Hannah's had quite a nasty accident. She broke her wrist. Um on a downhill bike of all things and um, we chat to her about that how that affected her how she got back into riding how she was almost going to give up she had kind of resigned the idea to hang up bikes and stuff but Beefy and a few other friends and a really ignorant spectator at one of the events really encouraged her to get back on the bike ride again and be as fast as ever and i'm looking forward to the 2021 race season if it happens because hannah's going to be very difficult to beat this year she's almost seems i don't want to say taking it more seriously because hannah loves riding she rides for fun she rides for the enjoyment of the thing it's never about getting awesome results all the time but when somebody like hannah rides relaxed rides for fun rides for the enjoyment that's when she's very very dangerous we chat to her about stuff like that let's get hannah back on the show and um, i'll stop talking because i've already probably talked too much in this intro and let hannah do most of the chatting it's a real good episode i hope you folks enjoy it so let's get stuck in and let's get hannah on the mtb tribe podcast Hi Hannah, welcome back to the MTB Tribe podcast. How's things with you? Good, thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me back again. Good to get caught up again with you. Yeah, certainly. And um, you know, your your um, episode last time was one of the best episodes for a long time. <laughs> you know, you touched nerves. Which is, you know, you, you just some, people liked you. There was something about it. So it's oh. great to get you back on. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that, thank you. <laughs> no worries. Well, believe it or not, that that was episode ninety four, right? That was back that was back in July two thousand nineteen. And am I right in saying was that when you were signed to the chain reaction team? Yes, I think that was just was that within the first year of the signing or second year? How long have you been with them? This will be my third season. Oh, really? Okay, right. Yeah. 
Wow. All right. So no, I think then you you would have been on the team at that stage for sure. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. <laughs> I can't believe it long ago. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, time flies. Totally. Mm. Totally. Well, we'll get into your re-signing and stuff like that as well. I want to chat to you about that for sure. But yeah. I have been asked by, I'll not out them, by a member of the Chain Reaction Store in Belfast. I've been asked to ask you about breaking bones. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I take it you have broke something since we last chatted? Yeah, I had a, a pretty bad accident at Rush Driver, the I think it was the champs race. Um I ended up really badly breaking my right wrist. Oh, uh, yeah, no. it was a nightmare. Absolute nightmare. Can you remember what happened? Did it did you Oh yeah, oh I can see it in my dreams sometimes. <laughs> it comes back quite often. Um so I was coming down, it was the very, very first run of the day and I'd got a land off a downhill bike from Chain Reaction. And Beefy and I set up up the hill, up the hill, and we were going down the trail. And I just came to this bit that I sort of knew, and I was like, I need to have a look at this because I'm on a different bike. I see, you know, go up and down this a few times. Mm-hmm. And the first time I hit it, uh, I just came down the three sort of drops into like a quick left right corner, and the bike just like a motorbike just high sided, and I just went completely over the bars. But the strange thing was I landed on my left hand side, but I must have put my right hand down to try and half save myself. And after tumbling a few times, I would just sort of got up and I just looked down and my my right arm was just like a empty toothpaste bottle. It was just every shape. And you I remember just it. screaming and getting up. And all I could hear was Beefy shouting, just like, sit down, sit down. And I was like, I need to go to the hospital now. And he <laughs> me and sat me down and was like, just don't look at it. Yeah, we're, you're fine, honey, you're fine. And I was like, no, I'm really not. I'm really not. So I think Johnny McCord was there and he pushed my bike down the hill for me and sort of stopped me from fainting. And <laughs> it was it was an, an, quite eventful. <laughs> Yeah, wow. So this is a this is um, a trail you had done before on your enduro bike, oh, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Many of the times, yeah. So do you think it was? Do you think you just overcooked it or done something wrong, or do you think the bike played a little part in it being a different setup now? I don't. It was quite greasy that day. It was really, really greasy under the trees, and just that be, it was on the one of those on the pulse. I think one of you know, you come off a natural bit into the right. trail, and I don't know if it was just greasy and slimy from the damp. I just don't know, but it was just the back end went, and I couldn't control it, and away I went. <laughs> mm-hmm. But that's not your first time on a downhill bike, right? Uh, yeah. Oh, it was? Okay. <laughs> yeah. So Dave told me I'm not allowed to have one. <laughs> yes, it's Dave's fault at Chain Reaction. Huh? Yeah, I'll blame him anyway. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's crazy. So you got you went to the hospital, and you went through all the the steps there. Obviously, how were you feeling afterwards when you when the adrenaline had, had dropped and everything else? How were you feeling then? It, I think, when I was waiting on the paramedics, I don't really remember much. I just remember sort of people going past, going, "Oh, yuck." <laughs> you're joking me yeah or 
oh jeepers that's some shape i was like thanks just go on and then on the way to the hospital the paramedics were like just call in the daisy hill ask for high painkillers and go to the the ulster or the maybe the royal mm-hmm. and got into daisy hill and i says look i'm i'm just here for painkillers i've been told i'm just here to painkillers and the mom was like you're going nowhere and then i was sort of taken in to like a bed and I, I just fell asleep but once i woke up and Stephen was there he was like are you all right and i just sort of looked down and i was like no <laughs> i was like i've just ruined everything but the mm. pain the pain wasn't too bad but i think because there was so much adrenaline going through me i think it was maybe that night or the next day when it really sort of hit like mm. i just don't remember much the rest of the night and I was to go to my sister's for a barbecue and my mum rang me and she was like, Hannah, I know you're always late for everything, but where are you? And I was like, ah, I'm just coming out of Newry. And yeah. she's like, you're joking me. I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, I broke my wrist. <laughs> oh. So I was in like a sort of temporary cast then. And I was just, they said, I was just sort of waiting on a call from the the royal for possible surgery so i think it was maybe half a week later i got the call to say there was a slot for a surgery and mm-hmm. i was out for a walk in murlock beach with my sister and she's a nurse and i just looked at her and i was like oh lauren i have to go into the hospital and have to stay over and she's like it's not like the worst place in the world and i just thought it was oh, i just thought that was the end of everything then i was it wasn't yeah. nice then but it's all good now yeah <laughs> Yeah, so the the ambulance lifted you from Ross Trevor. They came up the hill and then I think I, well, as far as I can remember, I remember walking down a bit and then after a bit, I don't remember a thing. I can't even recall if I was, I remember sitting in a, an ambulance, but I don't remember getting into it or if I even was driven down the mountain in it or nothing. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. I just remember sort of waking up and, I was sitting in the ambulance with the gas mm-hmm. sort of linked up and Beefy was standing there looking at me and I was like, I'm so sorry for ruining your weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I feel really sorry for him because he heard, he's seen and heard the whole thing. But yeah, that's yeah. what teams are for. <laughs> I, you know, what something happened similar. Well, it's a surf related story, but I had a good, we were surfing one day and the surf was amazing. And I had, yeah. I had read a wee event to shore and it was it was in a, an area where the waves are so long, you ride it right into shore and then you run back up the beach and jump back in at the point again. Um, and just as I was getting out, my mate had caught a wave and I can't really remember what he was trying to do, but he went over the front of the board and the board flipped over his head and hit him on the head and just cracked him completely open. <laughs> and I took him into the... A&E and we were sitting there for like six hours or something and all he could say to me was I'm sorry for ruining your surf session I know the surf was so good and it was really good yeah I says says, mate listen it doesn't matter all I have to say is I'm really sorry for you because it's going to be even better tomorrow and it was (laughs) (laughs) but that's brutal but let's chat a little bit afterwards you know did that affect in recovery period, did that affect your confidence or anything? Did it make you want to stop riding or anything like that? Big time, yeah. Really? Yeah. When I was in, I had to stay over two nights in the Ulster 
Um, I was Beefy was texting me and saying how I was, I was, and I was like, here, man, I don't, I think I'm just gonna have to give this up. Like, I, everything's going for sale. Everything I have, bike related, is I says it's going up online for sale. And he was like, oh, you can't be at that. And he was telling me about an injury he had from football or something, and he has pins in his foot. And he says, like, look at me. He says, you know, I'm still biking away, and it's not holding me back. And I was like. Yes, but this is different. Like I was, I think I was just being dramatic. But you know, when you hear other people who have injuries like similar like that and have surgery done and plates and pins, you sort of think, oh, it's not the end of the world. But it's still, it's a big factor. But um, no, for a while, yeah, everything was getting sold, and mm-hmm. <laughs> I was taking up a different sport. But no, it sort of came to my senses and. Thankfully, yeah. I didn't sell everything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, it's very understandable, for sure. You yeah. know, um, and especially breaking, you know, like I've broke my collarbone on the bike, as a lot of people have, you know. But a rest is different because it's there. You see it. You see yeah. it every day. And you rely on it so much. You know, are you right-handed as well? Yeah, that was, I think that was the worst thing when I had the surgery. Um, so have a, a wee plate in it and is it maybe three or four screws in it um, I had no movement at all in my fingers and thumb for a week or more and mm-hmm. that really it really freaked me out um, but they were so good I was getting physio straight away um, and even I had to use my other hand to bend fingers and I was determined that I was going to get every single movement back because they mm-hmm. told me you'll either get the movement of pouring like a kettle or taking, you know, receiving something in your hand. Mm-hmm. And they're like, basically, we just tell people you just had to choose which one you want more. And I thought, do you know what? No. I says, I'm getting both of them back and I will work and I will work to get that back. And the last second last checkup, the doctor was amazed that, you know, my wrist is fully functional. I can, you know, I have every movement back he he couldn't believe how much it had healed and how well it had healed but like I wasn't letting it beat me sort of thing you know mm-hmm. I wanted every movement back I didn't want this to hold me back in years to come and I worked really hard and I was off obviously off work but it was a summer holiday so the schools were off and every day I just sat and either squeezed sponges clothes pegs stretching anything I can do just just to get every movement back, I didn't want it to hold me back. So mm-hmm. I'm glad I done it. I'm glad I went through the pain and stuff because it's 100 percent now. So yeah, yeah, and that was last year, was it? 2020. That was 2019. Oh, that was 19, yeah, was it? Yeah. Wow. So that must have just been after I was chatting to you in the podcast. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't that long. Yeah. Let's see. <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And like, when did you start to get the idea back that you know what? I'm going to give this a go again. I'm I'm going to get back out in the bike. Like, can you remember when that started to come back to you? Um, it was definitely once I started getting a good bit of strength back and a lot of moving back. I thought, oh, this isn't as bad as I thought. And I was either I went to the Castle Allen race because the the fellows were racing, and I thought, well, I can go and marshal and watch the lads and stuff. And I remember one man approaching me and just telling me, he says, do you know what? He says, um, that's you done. You know, you'll never mountain bike again. You'll yeah. never be the same. 
And I just thought, well, do you know what? <laughs> You're not going to tell me that. I'm, you know, if I'm going to mountain bike, I will mountain bike and you're not going to stop me. I think mm-hmm. that was the main thing. Like, I was like, how dare you? He's like, you know, it's an injury. This is part of mountain biking. Like, how dare you tell me I'll not be able yeah. to mountain bike or do the same things that I've been doing. And I think just since then, it drove me to work on it. And I think it was exactly three months after the injury. I was out in Tullymore just on a road, like the forest road cycle. And I was like, yeah this is it, like, mountain biking's for me, I'm not giving this up, just because some man told me that I was done, so I think him even saying that sort of helped me <laughs> Yeah. get the fight back sort of thing, but no. Of course, yeah, and like, you know, the way you chat about it there and your rehabilitation and everything, you obviously have the drive and the determination, and you need that to be a mountain biker, because it's not easy, yeah. and for a lot of people coming back after an injury, it is difficult, you know, like, the first time you went out on your bike on a trail, were you nervous? Did it affect how you rode? Like, were you straight into it? Did it take you a bit of time to get used to it? It took me. It took me a wee while. The first time I think I was actually mountain biking was with Roscoe. Um, all the women who raced in the Vice First Tracks got like a a training session with Roscoe, and um, I think Maeve might have been there. Mm-hmm. Liam might have been there I think there was somebody else I can't remember um, like I said Roscoe I said I'll probably be doing nothing here and he was like get on your bike <laughs> he says what you need to do is have a fall again and I looked at him I was like are you serious and he, goes, no, honestly. he says if you fall <laughs> you'll realise you know, the strength you have in your wrist is back and I was like this man's flipping mad I was like that's the last thing I want to do is fall again. But I went down, I think it was Holy Grail we were on. And I went down like pretty easy. And after that, like, him just telling me, just just do it. Just get on your bike. You know you can do it. Just get on. Don't let it hold you back. And he really pushed me to do it. And after that, it was like, oh, my goodness. I actually can't do this. This is class. This is so good. This is what this is what mountain biking is. Like It was nearly like the first mountain bike day all over again it was just oh, I was so happy I think I nearly cried to me I was like oh my goodness oh my goodness so I know it was good I needed I think I needed Roscoe to sort of push me that day so I'm glad he did yeah yeah no it's a, it's a certainly it's a weird thing to come back from like I know for me personally coming back from the and like I still have a plate in here and screws and I'm, I'm probably going to have to get surgery on it again but oh. um, yeah it was I'll tell you, right, and this is no word of lie, and I'm not just saying this because you're part of the Chain Reaction Race team, but you see until Dave lent me that new nuke-proof reactor, yeah. I had really no confidence. Um, He lent me that bike, 29er, that thing is unreal. That just gave me so much confidence, and I don't even think of my injury now when I'm out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Takes it out of your mind. Did you find the same thing? Yeah, as soon as like as soon as you get it out of your head, you're like, why was I letting that hold me back? Like, I know I can do this. I don't know why I was letting it hold me back. And trails that I knew off the back of my hand, like our local ones, were even scaring me. But once, once I'd done it, I was like, for sake, like, I mm. I've done this a million times. Like, 
but now like like I wouldn't even think about it now like for a good while there I wasn't even thinking about it and it's just great to be sort of back like full strength doing what I loved so yeah exactly so you're going to be racing downhill this year instead of enduro <laughs> <laughs> I have to, have to talk to Dave about that one. <laughs> <laughs> good stuff, good stuff. Uh, well, listen, I'm, I was looking at your results there earlier, and do you know that if you if you look at Roots and Rain since the 8th of April 2018, you haven't been off a podium. Oh, really? Oh, <laughs> I actually yeah. haven't checked that, no. Yeah, it's like second, third, second, first, first, second, second, first, second, second, third, third, second, third. Unreal. <laughs> Like that's crazy, uh, pretty mad. And I know we chatted about stuff in that on the last episode. Um, but like, when you think of that, how stoked are you in those results? Like, how does that make you feel? Yeah, some of them I'm happy enough with. There's definitely last year's one. I know, like, I was off the bike because of the injury, and I was only on the bike a few months, and then lockdown hit, and I think I was maybe on the bike, the mountain bike, maybe twice not mm. even doing proper mountain bike trails and then we had the races but I knew like when I was racing I wasn't myself I wasn't like and Stephen was watching me and he was like do you know that doesn't really look like you out there on your bike like that's not the Hannah I know and I was like oh f- you know frig right mm-hmm. okay um and he says it's definitely not like that's not you and n- since then I was like flip I really have to change what I'm doing but it was hard just with lockdown and we're sort of handing off to Tullymore and Donard and Cassowell and the likes but in a car but to travel there or to go even to like cycle there you would be a couple hours but we have no forest close to us that we could have practiced on it at all but Mm -hmm. I bought a, a hybrid during the first lockdown but there's only so many so many road cycles you can do <laughs> road cycling's not for me like but yeah oh. yeah and do you think especially well i'll not say especially in enduro because obviously downhill you need to be super super fit as well but how much do you think the fitness plays into it you know can your skill can your skill get you a good position even though you're not that fit or you know do you need that fitness there to be to be standing on a podium at the end of the day I think, especially for maybe up here, it's definitely fitness. Um, I yeah, I think it's more fitness orientated than maybe skill. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Maybe some people would argue that, but I think it's definitely fitness over skill, definitely for enduro. Yeah, yeah. Like it's crazy. I was chatting to on the podcast. I can't remember. It's a number of weeks ago now, but we were chatting about EWS racing. Yeah. And he went to his first ever EWS and he, again, kind of came from the downhill scene. So didn't really understand. It was his first race. It was his first enduro race and it was at the EWS. And he said there was climbs in between this. There was one climb in between the stages and it was two and a half hours. Oh, goodness. Oh, it's like my worst nightmare. <laughs> like, can you imagine that? Most weekend warriors don't even get on their bike for two and a half hours yeah. in the week. Crazy, yeah. You know, and obviously they're not all that kind of length, but 
for a day, like one of the climbs was two and a half hours. That blew me away. And I was just thinking like, there's no way I could have done that. No, I, I couldn't do it to be fair, probably. No. <laughs> like it's crazy. You know, and he, he himself said he's got his eyes opened by that, you know. Um, and I can understand why. It's, that's freaking nuts. So you really need to be fit. And it just shows you how those top guys, how fit those top guys are. Yeah, like fair play to them. Like, like Yeah. Wow. Unreal, totally, totally. Um, so when you get into these races, Hannah, and you're racing, like, do you go in with a result in mind, or what way do you approach them? Um, I know when there's a guy uh, we used to bike with quite a lot, um, Lucas. He actually he's actually moved away to Poland now. Um, when he done a few races in my head, I was like, you know, I want to be close to him. I want my time to be similar to his because in my head he was like the fastest guy I knew on the bike that I went, you know, would have known. Mm-hmm. And I always thought if I was close to his time, I was doing well. But I think now my attitude to um, racing sort of changed. I don't know. I'm not too bothered by the racing or the results. You know, our results at the end of the day is good to have and it's nice and all. But no, I just sort of turn up to the races and just, I think I'm just there for the crack. <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's not a bad way to be, really. Yeah. You know, you can go in with. You're you're more relaxed, aren't you? You know yeah. what I mean. Yeah. So. Yeah, like. Again, like, I've. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, you can definitely tell like the difference between the people who you know take it serious, and the ones who are there for like the laugh and the carry on. Like, you would know some of them, you know, quite quiet to talk to or. You know, they just want to get to the stage and get down the stage as quick as they can and get back up the hill where I'm happy enough just to talk away. And <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, but yeah, it's interesting. You know, I was talking to uh, Callum and other WES privateer last night, and we were chatting about one thing and another, and we were we were talking about that about being relaxed. And you know, for me, I think it's when you obviously need you know your foundation so you need good skills you need to be really good in the bike you need to be really fit but when you can link all that with a good mindset and be relaxed and enjoy it i think that's when you become dangerous on a bike yeah definitely dangerous as in a good result not dangerous for spectators or something (laughs) (laughs) uh but you know i think that's when things can change because it was actually quite interesting looking at his results because he was, you know, he was there or thereabouts, but he was always kind of 12th, 13th, 14th, around that kind of scenario. But then there was one race where he got third. Okay. And, and after that race, he was basically on every podium, you know, for another 30 events or something after that. And, you know, we were chatting about that. Why, why did that one bronze result just completely change his his results was yeah. it approach was it did he change his training did he change his diet had he a different coach was he on a different bike what what made that happen but he he reckons it was just mindset being more relaxed and just trying to enjoy himself and it completely changed how he rode the bike interesting huh. yeah maybe it doesn't work for everybody but for him it certainly worked no i would say mindset's definitely like a top top priority and like if you go with the mindset of like oh like i know some people maybe don't like certain forests here that are in the race and like they're like oh i can't be bothered with this one 
or I can't be bothered doing this. Like if you go with that attitude, like you're obviously not going to do well. But if you go with the attitude that, you know, I, I think I could do well here. And, you know, I think it plays a massive part in your performance. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. yeah, totally, 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 totally. Um, now, when we last chatted, I know we were chatting about the community between all these girls and uh, when you race together and all and the atmosphere was always good and stuff. Is it still the same with you? Yeah, we chat away to a few of them, yeah. Um, but just with lockdown and stuff, I haven't, I've like I've barely seen anybody out in the bike. Um, I haven't even seen Maeve out in the bike or, you know, sometimes you would go even to a forest now and you would see nobody, but mm-hmm. um, like it's still like Stephen and I still go out in the bike and that's maybe all he would see. Mm-hmm. Weird at the minute just seeing nobody, but yeah. Yeah, it's strange. Do you miss that? Do you miss that community side of it? Especially on a Saturday, yeah, when you could, like, get a grip out and have a laugh, you know, down the trails. And, like, there's sometimes <laughs> um, some of the guys that we go out biking with would have a GoPro. And if they, like, do, like, a funny fall or, you know, something silly, you can hear me laughing in the background. And, you know, <laughs> I just missed a big grip ride. And, like, I'm just like, if you fall off, please tell me that you're okay first so I can laugh at least. But, you know, I miss the sort of getting everybody together and... Like, we haven't even been able to get the team together because of COVID and, you know, just that sort of way. It's yeah. Rubbish, but. Yeah, it's, it's very different, isn't it? It's yeah. definitely a different feel. And, you know, makes you kind of think how lucky we are to be able to yeah. do that kind of thing. Um, so let's chat about you getting re-signed to the Chain Reactions Belfast team. Um, so this is your third year on the team. Like, I know they like to swap things up now and then. Like, how how happy were you to get re-signed? Were you waiting on that call, or did you know it was happening? Like, tell us a wee bit about it. No, I was just, I think I was in shock because I sort of was nearly expecting, you know, sort of, you know, oh, thank you. <laughs> you know, we've got new team members this year, but um, mm. when Jack and Dave um approached me again, I was just like, are you serious? I was like, that's like that's unbelievable you know and I sort of thought after the accident and stuff and not being able to represent them as well the races and stuff I thought you know I've really blown my opportunity here but they you know the races to them aren't they're you know they aren't focused on the races they just Mm -hmm. want us to do what we can for them and to continue what we do just love bikes and get out on the bikes as much as we can um like there's no pressure there at all and for them to like approach me again, I just couldn't. I couldn't believe it. Just a dream come true, really. Again, just a third year with in reactions. Just, it's just unreal. So yeah, you know, really over the moon. Yeah, exactly. And you know, I think because you know, I know by getting social messages and emails and stuff when you were last on the podcast, I know a lot of young girls, uh, you know, connect with you and yeah. look look up to you what you're doing what you're racing take your advice and everything else you know and that's all part of it you know and and i think as a representative for chain reaction cycles belfast they need somebody like you on the team you know what i mean it's really good for them it's a win-win so didn't surprise me at all when dave told me you were coming (laughs) back on the side well i wasn't surprised at all um so congratulations i just want to say congratulations you. you know thank you um, and it's it's nice, isn't it, that you can 
have a fall, you can have a crash, you can be out for a good part of that season, and the team still asks you back. That's that's nice. Yeah, like I really couldn't believe it. I just thought I'd really, really messed it up. I think that was another bit when I was in waiting on the surgery was like, you know, chain reaction cycles asked me to spon like to sponsor me and there I go and mess the whole thing up. But <laughs> for them to come back, I was just I was so so grateful. It's un like unbelievable. And it's so amazing of them to continue to support me as well. But mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, it's cool. It's really, really good. Uh, like, I know you know Beefy there very well. Have you read with Joel or Chris yet? Yeah, I was at um, Money Scout with them. They're, like, top lads. Like, they're really, really good. Really good fun to have in the team as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think you're, I think the team will be good this year. Yeah. Definitely. Um, as far as that, you know, the whole... If we look at it from a bigger picture, like, what what's the team like to work with? What... You know, how do they support you? What's the environment like? Uh, well, probably because of obviously COVID at the minute, we haven't been able to do everything that they've wanted us to do. Like we haven't even got to meet up due to like the restrictions and stuff. But they're, you know, on top of servicing the bikes and making sure they're all running well. And, you know, we've got a full kit, helmets, gloves. You know, they've really stepped it up this year and really supported us this year, I think, like above and beyond like what they have done for us is just amazing and I just can't believe some days when I, you know to go out in the bike I just think my goodness you know literally everything I'm wearing or sitting on they have you know sponsored us with this it's just incredible mm-hmm. yeah because I think you know you don't have to pay for any of your kit do you no we got the like trousers and we got jerseys from spin 11 there and like new proof stuff and late um as well like shoes mm-hmm. it's just like i nearly feel bad when they hand me the stuff i'm like oh my god <laughs> stop giving me things like this is unreal <laughs> yeah you see because i think a lot of people don't understand you know if you're not in that environment a lot of guys that are on teams they don't get stuff free they maybe get a good discount but they don't get stuff you know they have to buy their own bikes for yeah. instance yeah. You know. Um so chain reaction are really good that way. Uh as far as the kit, you're on the mega, right? Yeah. What a bike on like it is class. You like that thing? Oh I love it, yeah. Really, really do. Just tell me a wee bit, what size did you go for? I went medium. I'm okay. sort of on the border between small and medium. Um and I was on a medium last year. So and I actually think the nuke proof feels a wee bit smaller than the Vitus. So yeah. I'm actually quite liking it. Yeah. Yeah. Did What size of wheel did you go for? 29 again. Right, okay. That's what you were on last time. Yeah, really. Like, last year was the first 29er I had. Um, And I loved it. I really, really did. So I don't think... I think 29 is maybe the way to go. I don't know. Yeah. You know, it's a weird one because... I'm old school. I'm old, I'm 26 inch, right? <laughs> but uh, that bike died on me when I come home from Malta there. So oh, oh. yeah, uh, the bike suspension blew out on it, and uh, it's so old. The bike so the bike's like 12 <laughs> years old. Uh, I can't get another part for it, or I can't get that bit repaired or anything. And any of the new rear shocks don't fit it. They file the frame. You know what I mean? Oh. Uh, so Dave was nice enough to lend me the reactor. Now that's I've been on twenty niners before, 
but that's and I, I didn't really like them because yeah to me they just wanted to go straight you know what i mean it yeah. was it was different but until they have lent me that reactor which was a 29 you see and the reactor for people who don't know the reactors get slightly less travel it's like 130 travel yeah and i'll tell you what i was on that bike 10 minutes and i forgot i was on a 29er <laughs> and uh-huh. it has really sold me on 29ers i think yeah. that's what i'll go for to be honest yeah because a lot of people said to me they were like oh, 29ers are overrated and blah 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 and they don't like going around tight corners and when i jumped on the 29er vitus last year and took it um maybe ross Trevor, i was like i don't really notice anything different other than it's a lot smoother you know down the trails you know you don't feel like you're sitting on a 29er bike mm-hmm. yeah no it's i definitely i love it now yeah I, I certainly didn't feel that I was on a 29er with that reactor. Now, yeah. I've got a Mega in the shed at the minute, and it's 27.5. And when I got off it from the 29er, I definitely felt a big difference. Okay. Um, and the Mega's different in a way. I, I don't know if you've... Well, you've maybe been on a Mega for quite a while, so you kind of wouldn't realise it. But when I got on the Mega, because of the larger travel... It feels very different. You kind of almost sit in the bike. Yeah, you sit in it, don't you? Yeah. yeah. And I'm five foot ten. I have a medium. And the reactor medium for me was perfect. But that mega almost feels a little small for me. Now, I don't know if it's the bigger travel, if it's the geometry of the bike, or if it's because of the 27.5 wheel now. I, I don't know. It just yeah. feels that little bit small. But um, that thing going downhill is unreal. Oh, it's unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah, even with the 27.5, it's... Yeah. Oh, yeah, it wants to go downhill. You know what I mean? It kind of comes alive. Yeah, we... um, Our Stephen and I took it to Tully Moore to set up one day, and we sort of started with the tamer tracks and then worked up just to make sure we were getting the, you know, the small hits set up and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I hit... It was one of the top trails, and I hit it, and I was like, oh, flip, no... That was terrible. And Stephen sort of looked up and sort of took what I was saying. Like I said, I don't like the way, you know, came up quick or rebounded quick and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. He was doing all the clicks and we went back up and headed again. And I got halfway down the trail and I just stopped and I says, this bike is actually unbelievable. Mm -hmm. I says, this is, it is so planted. Just when you have, when you have it set up right, it is an absolute machine. It's just, it's an absolute beast on the on the downs. Like, mm-hmm. I couldn't, I couldn't get over. It. I had to tell him to go back up and try it himself, and he, he was even really, really shocked by it. He just thought it was amazing. Yeah, it's cool. And like, if the COVID thing hadn't been happening, Chain Reaction would have had a, one of the mechanics there to set things up with you, wouldn't they? Oh yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, that's just yeah. guys and stuff at the minute. Can't mm-hmm. really have anything no that's cool but when you're at the races when the races come around fingers crossed it happens this year um you will obviously have that support from the chain reaction mechanics there like how big how big a an issue is that for you do you really like having that support there oh no i love it like um it's nice to even say oh i think you know oh maybe my brakes not feeling a hundred percent and like michael is so like it's amazing watching him work he can just fix things in like a flash and he was a big wood with us and 
we had someone had something maybe wrong with the Mac or like they'd clipped it off something and he was just able to fix it in no time just to know that you know that support's there you don't have mm-hmm. to panic about going home and maybe running to the bike shop before it closes before the race starts and just to have that there at the race village is it's great it's really really good to have because my mechanical <laughs> knowledge isn't great so <laughs> it sort of takes me to be like um something's wrong can you fix it <laughs> uh-huh. so. Yeah, it's amazing because when I speak to anybody that's on a team for the first time or has been on a team for a little while, that's the one thing they say makes the biggest change is having a mechanic there. You know, that that can set the bike up properly, faster. You don't have to worry about spare parts. They have it all there. You don't have to worry about tools. You can kind of just concentrate on what you're there to do to ride the bike and do as as well as you can. All that other stuff they can deal with for you. Yeah, just put it at the back of your mind, like, yeah. That's it. And it's funny that, but, you know, that's the biggest help people get from being on a team. You forget about the whole monetary side of it, but... It's crazy when you're there on the day you're racing. You're there. You're there to to ride, to ride, and and obviously do as best you can. But that's the biggest help people find is having a mechanic there on site. Like it's pretty amazing. Most people would even overlook that if they don't know anything about the race, the race scene. You know. Yeah. No, it's definitely a great help. It's just I don't know. It's like she said, it's just weird that it just just automatically goes to the back of your head and you don't think about it. And yeah, but even when other people you know, have issues during the day and they come up and help, like Chain Reaction are more than happy to help people get back on and like I think even last year Michael had to take a guy's dad's brake off his bike and put it on the son's bike to get it going just so he could, you know, race and I just thought that was amazing, you know a, a wee young fella can finish his first race and enjoy the day without going home and saying, oh, I didn't get to finish the race because you know, the brake didn't work and Mm-hmm. we were able to get him going and finish his first race which i thought was really good yeah that's amazing because that young kid could have went home freaking cried himself <laughs> to sleep <Yeah>. and then <laughs> and then never set foot on a bike again you know what i mean so yeah, yeah the way things like yeah, yeah totally totally um so on on the topic of bikes are you going to get one of those gigas have you tried one of those i haven't actually i would love to get the the one chris had out in demo i would love to try it really how, would did, love it. how did chris snag that first i don't know i sort of thought it was ladies first and all that there. <laughs> talk to him about that one <laughs> he's only he, new to the chicken flip's sake yeah exactly <laughs> um he seems to love it yeah he really did like it yeah mm-hmm. yeah and that's more it's more like a, a big enduro bike right it's kind of you could ride that thing in downhills and stuff yeah, that was my sort of take on it. It was like a downhill bike that you could pedal uphill is my sort of take on it. Mm-hmm. So like you could probably have a great time on it and maybe like the likes of Revolution Bike Park in Wales. I was thinking like mm-hmm. it'd probably be capable for that. But yeah. yeah, it's interesting, you know, because you might find you might find some of your team members, even yourself, maybe attempting a couple of downhills if that bike's available. I'll have to get permission off to you first if I'm <laughs> <laughs> sneak it out the back door yeah that's what chris probably done anyway i probably was uh-huh. classic classic uh so how about training and stuff hannah do you do much training in the gym or do you leave it all to the bike what's what's your kind of schedule like there 
Uh, well, before before lockdown and after the other races last year, I sort of had in my head that I was going to start the gym and oh, let's carry on. So I started CrossFit. Um, mm-hmm. I was at it maybe two, three times a week. Um, I was absolutely loving it. I was loving the like the feeling of how far I can actually push myself to do things. Um, like out in the bike, I was really terrible at, oh, if I start to feel hard up a hill, you know, that's me. That's me done. I'll walk mm-hmm. the rest. We're in CrossFit. You know, you do your warm-up and your pre-workout and all this here. And, like, my first session with the guy, he was, like, I was absolutely bust within 15, 20 minutes. And I was like, right, we're bound to be nearly finished. And he was like, <laughs> that's just the pre-workout. <laughs> I was like you mean there's more and he's like yeah the workout still has to go on so just the feeling of knowing how far you can push yourself and that when you feel hard it's your it's your head talking that it's not you know it's not you're not actually tired it's just your head telling you that you're tired and but since like with COVID and stuff the gyms have been closed and I just I haven't been but obviously because they're closed and I've just been trying to get out as much as I can now on the bike because I can't do anything really else other than bike and stuff. So, yeah. But it was love. I was really, really loving the CrossFit, and it, I did find it actually helping. You know, upper body strength and endurance even as well. But unfortunately, that's all. It's mm-hmm. all. But you're planning to go back to it when gyms open. I was planning about it going back, but with. Being so close to the force at work, uh, recently I've been taking the bike with me into work and going out after work. Um, I would get maybe an hour and a half, a minute spin before the sun sets, which I'm actually really enjoying because at work I'm always inside. And then once it, like I get out into the fresh air, it's just, you know, the being out in the fresh air appeals to me more than being in a gym, you know, if... Yeah people and stuff just at the minute with covid but um i'm really loving the after work spins on the bike it's just Mm -hmm. it's appealing more to me now at the minute yeah it is difficult to motivate yourself i think over the summer you know to do to go into a gym because our summers you know yourself like you can have two weeks of sun and that's (laughs) it (laughs) you know um but the gym in the winter certainly has has a certainly is a place there i think and have you ever been tempted to do like a a mountain bike specific training course oh i don't really know i sort of was looking up different things um is it fit for racing and well well, yeah fit for there's a load of different ones right yeah 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 what do you think have you looked into them do you know anybody that does them um i don't think i know anybody does them um, I was looking into them and then I thought, you know, I could just go out on the bike and it would probably be more beneficial than maybe an hour's work. I don't know. In my head, I just feel like if I get out on the bike, I would benefit more from it mm-hmm. than maybe a gym session. I just don't know. I really don't know what would benefit me more, but I think it's hard to beat a day. I like getting out on the bike. I really do. Yeah. No, I think it's really good for mental side of things as well. Uh, you can't beat it. Probably for like top top boys doing EWS, a gym session like going to the gyms vital like they, they need it. But I think for for me, just getting out on the bike is is all I need really. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Yeah. No, it's nice to do something like that after work, I suppose, as well. It's a good way to kind of calm yourself and just be out in the fresh air and because I know your job is quite stressful. So, you know, that would be that would be a nice way to end your working day almost, you know. Oh, it's amazing. Like the other day up and I went out and both days there was snow and I just thought, oh, my goodness, I am so glad I forced myself to go out on the bike in the snow because it was just it was just unbelievable. It was class. And just to see the mornings covered in snow and it was just like a wee it was like Narnia. It was amazing. <laughs> I hadn't looked at it all day. <laughs> yeah, it's real nice. It's real nice. Like, you know, th- that's the one thing that I love about mountain biking. You can do it in almost all conditions, you know. Um, yeah. Okay, it's maybe not as pleasurable when it's really cold, but you soon heat up. It's maybe not that pleasurable when it's really wet, but if you're wearing the right gear, it's fine. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what I love about it. You know, would you like you were saying you're glad you pushed yourself to go out in the snow would you try and go out when the conditions aren't great like that yeah i would try and get out like any kind of condition um i said like there was a few times to be fair like Stephen's like right we're going out in the bike and i'm like um have you looked outside <laughs> i'm not going out in that but like there's days where we've went and it's been absolutely lashing hitting the windscreen of the van and i was like i'm not going out in that but once you go out it's like it's dead on once you get wet you know that's it you just yeah. <laughs> you just fight like you just pedal on and it's grand but as you say like if it's cold as soon as you warm up you just you're grand like it's totally fine but i always like to get out in sort of different conditions because the trails and the bike act different you know in different conditions and if you're racing you know it's not always going to be sunny like you're going to have wet races and damp races and all that there so you need, sort of need experience and all kind of weather conditions because mm-hmm. I don't think the races would stop, you know, due to rain or cold or anything like that. So I think it's good to get out in all conditions. Yeah, that's it. No, you're not going to get a race call off because it's a little wet. No, <laughs> especially here, it's like always like that. So yeah, yeah. cool. Uh, where is your local trails? Uh, locally to me would be Tollymore, Donard, Caswell, and are all about half an hour car journey. Rostrever, Bigwood, uh, Ravensdale is about an hour or so mm-hmm. away. And then if we were to go up near like where Beefy lives, it's maybe a two-hour drive or so. So yeah. we haven't been up there very much just with restrictions and stuff, but we try yeah. to get to the local ones as much as we can. Aye, Beefy's Lamavada, isn't he? Yeah, he's away up out of the middle of nowhere. Like. <laughs> he's out in the sticks, then, boy. that <laughs> 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 like... <laughs> uh yeah you know what i've never rode the bike i'm just well i'm a poor rush you know so i'm not as the crow flies i can see them avari you know what ah, I mean? right, okay. uh but i've never actually read the bike around there um yeah i, I must i must connect with them and get up around there is it benevina one time uh-huh like the trails are really good but we went on a really bad sort of condition like it was absolutely lashing and it was it wasn't a good sort of first time at Benevena, he told me. So, but Bally Castle's good as well. Yeah. I don't know why, but it's really good. Yeah. Um, Benevena was on fire last night. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know what the crack, I haven't looked into it anymore, but I know it was an ablaze. So I don't know if it was the trees, because there's quite a lot of forest up there, obviously. I don't know what was on fire, but there was something pretty major happening. Probably yeah. a <laughs> 
Beefy was taking a smoke break or something. <laughs> Brutal. Um, but yeah, like, and that's the beautiful thing about here, right? We have so many good spots. You're, you know, if you just want to make it happen, you can go and you can ride your bike and it's free and it's unreal. Like, we're so lucky. Yeah, I know there's a few people who complain, like, oh, we don't have the trails that France has. and But, like, France has different elevation, different kind of forest. Like, like as you say, we, we do have good trails here. Like, and you just had to make the most of them, really. That's it. Definitely right. Definitely right. Now, looking forward to this year, have you any goals set for your 2021 season? Do you look at it like that? Um, Not overly. As long as I still enjoy the bike and every time I'm out on the bike I have a good time and you know what that's my main goal is just to continue to enjoy what I'm doing and you know to get good days out with maybe hopefully the team and out with friends like I'm more than happy just to be out on my bike and <laughs> enjoying myself just be part of it yeah yeah cool like do you or have you gone abroad have you Rode your bike abroad, Morzine. Do you want to do anything like that? I actually haven't been to Morzine or anywhere like that. I would love to. I would really, really love to. Um, but, well, I did think if, like, you know, last year, I was like, oh, if COVID sort of goes away and all that there, you know, we could go this year, but it's not looking like we're going to get anywhere. If anywhere, we'll probably get to Scotland. We've been there a few times. Mm-hmm. And Wales, like, they're amazing. The trails there as well, up in like Glentress and Innerleithen and stuff. They're like first class trails. So I would love to get to there again if we can't, you know, if we can't travel abroad. Yeah, but. yeah. Because Stephen rides, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does he, he does. race? Does Stephen race as well? I think he does, doesn't he? No, but he should. Oh. He should. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he should. You should maybe chat him into it, talk him into it. Oh, I've tried. <laughs> are you fat? Are you faster? that's the diplomatic answer (laughs) i'll let him answer that (laughs) class stuff class stuff he enjoys Uh, the real steep stuff does he right yeah i like the good sort of flowy jumpy sort of type ones yeah yeah you know it would be not not putting not putting it into anybody's mind or anything you know, like Dave say there at Chain Reaction in Belfast, but you know, a nice little team holiday to Morzine would be good. I know, wouldn't it? That'd be so nice, <laughs> Dave, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, the Giga to try out too, and oh, Dave would be great, that would be. <laughs> yeah, Giga would be amazing in that place. <laughs> wouldn't it? I think, I think the Mega would be unreal in it too, really good. Yeah, totally. That bike is so capable, it's unbelievable. Totally, yeah. Good stuff, good stuff. Well, listen, I want to ask you one more question for Lady Johanna. For young ladies, because we know how COVID has become so popular with the bike thing and all, and people are riding more bikes now than ever over this COVID period. And there's a lot more young girls getting into it and families getting involved and stuff. Like, young ladies wanting to get into the, the mountain bike scene and possibly go down the race route at a later time or whenever. Um, what advice would you give them? What's the best way to start, do you think? Oh, um, I would just say just to continue what you're doing. Um, just continue to enjoy it. You're always like speaking from experience. You're going to you're going to fall. You're going to crash. But if you can pick yourself up, jump on the bike and 
keep going. If you want to, um, you know, if you're thinking about racing, don't hold back. I sort of held back at the start for racing. And I think now when I look back, I was sort of thinking, you know, I shouldn't have been so nervous about racing because, you know, everybody's so friendly and everybody will help you if it's your first time racing. Just enter the race. And if you are, contact anybody or, you know, approach anybody and ask them. Anybody, everybody's there and will want to help you, you know, mm. improve and but definitely don't give up if you have, you know, I always say like there's some days you don't feel it on the bike. You maybe have bad days on the bike and you're just like, flip sake, I can't be bothered with this anymore. You know, everybody has them kind of days. Don't give up. Just keep doing and keep enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Do you think the fact that you're riding with guys like Beefy and, and that are really fast and stuff and really know a lot about bikes and riding and racing, do you think that helps you? I haven't been out with Beefy as much. I think like a while ago, uh, the fellow I was talking about earlier, Lucas, when I was mm-hmm. out riding um, with him, every time I was out with him, I was like, Frig, you know, if I can keep up with him, I'll be doing well. And that really, really helped me, I think. Like, it really helped my skills, I think, you know, to be, flip, if he hit that, I can hit that. If he hit that double, I can hit that. Mm-hmm. I think with my mindset, I would, you know, I don't like thinking, oh, she'll she'll not be able to do that because she's a girl, or she'll definitely not be able to do that. I don't like thinking, you know, I don't want something to beat me, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But definitely, when you're with people who's a higher skill level than you, I think it really, really helps. Because, well, I know, you know, like if you look at like Rachel Atherton and like Tani, like they ride with fellas mainly, and I think it gives them even a confidence boost as well. You know, and it even I think it even it makes you braver, you know, if you see people hitting mm-hmm. it. I always, <laughs> it's really bad though. I always get someone else to hit something first, like the guinea pig. Yeah. And <laughs> if they hit it, I'm like, oh, it's safe enough. <laughs> or yeah. like, I don't like hitting things first sometimes, you know, depending on what it is. But Aye. I think but you... when you have someone at a different skill level, I think it really helps you. Aye, I think so. But, you know, it's so true what you say there. Sometimes it only takes one person to do it and for you to see them doing it yeah and that's all you need you know it's actually it's something like clicks in your mind or something you know well that's another human being doing it so i can do it yeah you know it's like the thing if you're out in a group of four or five and say there's some rock drop that none of you have done you know uh, nobody's doing it no no i can't do that i won't be able to yeah. do that if one if one of the group does it everybody <laughs> does it yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's so <laughs> yeah. weird, man. Like we were like, building, like sort of maintaining a trail in a local forest, and um, they were like, oh, "Are you gonna hit it?" And I was like, "No." And then Stephen <laughs> hit it on like the old. He has an old giant ATX, like an old what Rob Warner used to have. Right. And he was hitting things on that, and I was like, "Holy flip! If he can hit it on that yoke, like I'm bound to be able to hit that." So I did in the end. So. You know, once you see someone else doing it on a bike that's not as new and up to date as yours, you're like, for fuck's sake. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'll be all right. <laughs> Aye, I'm just wishing out here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Uh, well, Hannah, listen, how can people find out more about you, get in contact via social? I'm mainly on Instagram now, um, but I am on Facebook too, just as Hannah Harvey. Um, but on Instagram, I'm hannah.harvey22. 
Okay, cool. And we'll stick all that in the show notes and stuff. So, But here, cool. Anna, thanks so much for coming on. Uh, it was really great to catch up with you again and get you back on the show. Yeah, no, thanks for having me. You're more than welcome. And listen, good luck uh, if the races go ahead, which hopefully they will, fingers crossed. Touch with all that. Um, yeah, so good luck. I'll definitely see you on some of the uh, some of the race events and... You never know. I might sneak a little, uh, a little side trail interview with you or something. Lovely. So, so if I come up with with a microphone in my hand, don't run away, please. <laughs> okay. <laughs> thanks for the warning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no worries. Well, listen, thanks so much again, Hannah. I appreciate it, and uh, have a good evening. All right, I'll speak to you yeah. again. Thank you. That's a wrap for episode 183 and Hannah thanks so much for coming back on the podcast I really did enjoy our chat and uh, it's always a pleasure to get you on the show and have a chat with you and uh, see what's going on and see what you've been up to so listen good luck with 2021 I hope the season starts and I hope everything goes well and good luck on that mega I know you're going to enjoy that thing Um, I know you're going to do so well so good luck and enjoy yourself over the season and hopefully I'll bump into you at a few of the events now, folks, if you enjoyed that and you want to know a little bit more about Hannah or find out what our socials are, just simply go to the show notes. You'll find them on our website at mtb-tribe.com. You'll get a little bit more info in there, some more videos and stuff of Hannah, or sponsors, all that kind of thing. Um, it's just easy access for you to go there, read a little bit more, and uh, click on the links and see what Hannah's up to. Now, if you're enjoying the show and you want to show your support, the best way is by subscribing, rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Every one of your ratings helps boost us on Apple's algorithms and helps spread the good word about the show to more people. If you're not on Apple, don't worry, you can find and subscribe via Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to your podcasts from. We also have a website, mtb-tribe.com, where you can find the complete back catalogue listen and download every show from there for free. You can also subscribe there and get one email per week with a quick and easy link to listen to the podcast. You can also get involved on social media. We are at MTB Tribe on Instagram and Facebook. And if you want any certain guest on the show or there's somebody you'd like to know more about or like to hear from, just PM me on the social platforms there and I will get back to you. Now, if you prefer email and you want to get in contact with the podcast, you can find us info at mtb-tribe.com. I do read all emails and I will get back to you. So that's it for this week, folks. Now, next week's part four of the Chain Reaction Belfast Cycles team. Uh, that will be the final one in this little series. Uh, but it's a great one. It's Beefy Mullen. Everybody wants to hear from Beefy. Such a good lad unbelievable on a bike and he's doing really good things with his school and coaching and everything else so make sure and tune in next week and get your ears wrapped around that one but until then as always get the bikes out hit the trails and stay mtb stoked